Hi, friends. Welcome to the Edge of Fear podcast, hosted by Liz Basil Lewison at Liz Without a Pillow. Each week, I'll be bringing you some different insights, lessons, and laughs with an end goal of a more empowered and authentically happier human race. Everybody's got a story, and everybody's story is important. Let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Edge of Fear podcast. This episode is called Through Different Lenses because I want to talk about the lens through which we see things. I think that it is an extremely massive issue that we don't really give enough credence to. So we talked about this concept a little bit in the Just a Box episode as well as on the court, but I think it warrants talking about as an independent concept because it's really important. So the idea is that every single person on the planet has different life experiences, has seen different movies, has heard different music, has had different parents, has had a different experience with school and with work and with money and with food and with every single thing. So that's why we have different likes and dislikes and that's why certain things offend some people and not others and that's why it's hard to give very general advice to someone because your experience has been very different from theirs. So the theory here, this is Warner Eckert. He's the creator of Landmark that I've been taking and referring to. So the idea is that when humans listen to another person, that the listening could be described as a bowl. And we think that when we're hearing the story, we have an empty bowl and it's being filled by only pieces of the story. But in reality, we have a bowl that is like halfway filled up with shit already. So everything that we hear, we hear through the lens of our own perspectives and experiences. And then additionally, we hear our own internal narrator commenting on every single thing that is said so you're almost not even really listening you're kind of only listening to the assumptions that you already unconsciously make without really necessarily thinking about them at all so essentially a huge portion of those memories are created in childhood and so as a result of that a whole lot of the perceptions that we have now as adults are like childhood experiences in an adult body and in an adult brain and so like one of my beliefs that I had was about my dad and it was just that he was this grumpy old man and when I say it now that he and I have totally reformed our relationship it sounds like really crazy and sad when I think about like how much time was lost to painting my dad in this color that he was just like gonna be grumpy and angry no matter what and no matter what I did that I would never be able to resolve this relationship we were doomed for failure and it it didn't seem like failure like it had never withered out to nothing but it was like not great and I just didn't fucking want that anymore so it turns out that I was seeing him with this fog over my lens 
or a lens that I had created over him. So that's all he could ever show up for me as. So when I look back on the fights that we got into when I was 14 to 29 to 30, they were real and they caused me really like deep pain. And that's why I couldn't just forgive and forget, even though I was 30 and still holding on to 14-year-old pain for a long time as a result of the really menial arguments that we got into. And most of them weren't even arguments. They were just him saying like, oh, that was a really good breakaway, Liz. Next time you could do this. Or those were two awesome goals, Liz. But next time you got to just take the ball to the goal. You don't need to be leading in assists. You want to be leading in goals. And so as a result of this, I didn't trust myself to make decisions. No matter what I did, it wasn't going to be good enough. So how could I trust myself to make decisions? I felt like I had to be a people pleaser because I had to do what he wanted me to do or he would hate me. And I felt like I wasn't being heard and I wasn't being listened to and I wasn't being seen and so I wanted to like play small so I had to forgive myself first because all of that wasted time now you know I'm 30 it's like 15 or 16 years of wasted time that's really shitty that's really sad but I am so fucking grateful that I see this now I didn't, I wasn't letting him show up as anything else. He was going to be a grumpy old man until the day he died because that's how I saw him. So I had to forgive myself first. Then I had to take responsibility for my share in the relationship. And the quote from the Landmark Forum was, you're 100% responsible for 100% of your relationships. And what that means is that you have a say in the matter. If I don't want to have a shitty relationship anymore, guess what? It's my life. You know what's coming, right? Here we go. It's my life and it's now or never. Oh, that's a hard one. I don't want to live forever. <laughs> that was a really hard one. I wish I picked something else. I don't pick it. It, it picks me. So you're 100% responsible for 100% of your relationships. And what that means is that you have a say. You have a say in whether the relationship stays or goes. And you have a say in if the relationship is absolute trash the whole time. You guys are just assholes to each other. Not just in romantic partnerships, but also in friendships and in family. Or if the relationship is honest and working and so that was the problem with my relationship with my dad was I wasn't being authentic I wasn't being open with him and I wasn't expressing myself so how could I expect him to know that I was so deeply pained he had no freaking idea I mean he knew we had a shitty relationship but he didn't know what he did and frankly it wasn't what he did it was the way that I saw it and only when I was able to forgive myself first for the time lost and for all of the self-hate and anger and sadness and resentment that I was carrying, when I was able to release that and then admit my fault to him, that was really the big thing because just learning it wasn't enough. I had to then admit to him that I had been inauthentic that I had been lying and when I did that you know it showed that I took responsibility for my 
portion of the relationship. I'm 100% responsible for 100% of my relationships. And that doesn't mean I have to carry every single relationship. That means that if a relationship doesn't work, it's just as much my fault as it is the other person's. It's not ever just another person's fault. You're equally to blame because you're both in the relationship. So I apologize to him and now he shows up differently for me. I don't have this fog over my dad where when he makes a a cheesy cynical joke at a telemarketer as he's hanging up on them, I'm not like, oh my god, he's so angry. It's freaking annoying when he does that because that's what I did for fucking 16 years and now I'm just like giggle. I literally just like giggle. It, It sounds different and so I mean it's it's incredible it's honestly it's honestly incredible so I don't really know why it is so astonishing that like acknowledging a problem taking responsibility for it and apologizing would be confusing as to how that would work because that's exactly how the 12-step program works which I've never participated but I read the book Recovery by Russell Brand and by read I mean listened to and step four I believe is when you have to go back and complete the relationship you have to fix shit with every person you've ever wronged and I don't want to have to do that but this was a big one for me. Okay, so the last thing on this is that when I say I was apologizing to my dad, I was apologizing for being inauthentic and so for not speaking up sooner about how like fucked up I was by it all. And I mentioned a little bit about my relationship with my father in the Brandon McGill episode, episode number four. And I said, check back with me in six months, jokingly. And now it has been two months and we are open and honest with each other, self-expressed, vulnerable. We show up and there's been a noticeable difference in even just the way that he asks us questions and then listens to us. He's not playing on his phone while he's talking to us. And, and I really appreciate that. And so I see him differently and I think he shows up differently for sure. Okay, so I'm going to give one more example. The other day I was at a brewery with my cousin and his roommate and my cousin's dog and a girlfriend of mine who was visiting. She was just in town for a training thing and she came out to see me and spend the day with us. So my cousin's dog is like a goddamn rock star. She's the cutest fucking thing in the world and I just love her. She's such a sweetheart, and everywhere you go, everywhere you take her, she, like, lights people up. Like, people are so happy to see her because she's just the sweetest little thing. And, I mean, like, I'm, like, beaming ear to ear the whole time that I see her. So we take her to, like, this dog park, and we're hanging out, walking around. She, like, gets along with all the other dogs. She's such a friggin' sweetheart. Kids love her. Adults love her. Everybody loves her. And eventually we get to this brewery. And so we're at this brewery, and there's a couple other dogs in there. A couple of people are, like, looking down at her. Oh, what's her name? Blah, 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 blah. Hi, Ivy. Oh, you're such a sweet little girl. I mean, nobody makes people happier than babies and dogs. Babies and puppies. Have you ever seen such a happy world? Imagine if we greeted each other with the joy that we greet babies and puppies with. The world would be a better place. 
seriously. So anyway, there's this guy in the brewery, and he's looking over at the dog. He's looking at me. He's looking at my friend. He's looking at the dog. He takes a picture of the dog. I don't think anything of it. I've seen lots of people taking pictures of dogs. In fact, I was taking pictures of other dogs earlier in the afternoon when we were still outside in the dog park. And so I don't think anything of it. And my friend comes over to me, and she's like, did you see that guy just look at you? I was like, yeah, he looked at me. Shout out to my girlfriend, Ash. I don't think that she will mind me telling this story, but love you, Ash. And I was like, oh, yeah, he, like, looked over in this general direction. She was like, um, yeah, but he, like, looked you up and down. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I look people up and down. She's like, okay, whatever. Then she sees him take the picture of Ivy. And she's like, did you see him take a picture of Ivy? And I was like, yeah, but I literally was just taking pictures of Ivy. So like, I don't know. I just don't think it was that big of a deal. And she was like, okay, whatever. I think he's being creepy. I was like, he's not being creepy. He's just looking at the dog. It's fine. So then my cousin's roommate comes over and he says to me, and my friend Ash like walks away. She goes to the bathroom or something. My cousin's roommate comes over and is like, did you see that creepy guy looking at you guys? Like, taking pictures of the dog and I was like I don't know I don't think he was being creepy like whatever so my friend comes back from the bathroom and I tell her that my cousin's roommate said that the guy was being creepy too and she was like see I told you he was being creepy I was like he wasn't being creepy it's fine so they go out and like smoke a cigarette and my cousin Nick comes over and he's like oh that guy just said that his son has the same exact dog that looks exactly the same so he took a picture and sent it to his son and I was like see nothing creepy about it it's totally fine so then my cousin is like where did everybody go I was like they went to go smoke a cigarette so he leaves me with the dog he goes and smokes a cigarette with them so I'm inside with the dog I'm letting her you know sniff around and she's leading me through the brewery and she starts sniffing this this quote creepy guy's feet and I don't think anything of it because I don't think he's being creepy and we start talking and he's like oh my son has the exact same dog I just sent him a picture he can't believe it and I was like oh no way and so we start talking and he tells me that he is going through a divorce he was married for 35 years and he's going through a divorce he's here alone on a Sunday he tells me that he's a little too drunk so he's just drinking water right now he's trying to tone it down so that he can take his boat home in a little while but tells me about his job and he's very passionate about his job he worked for a college and he went to school for agriculture culture and I start telling him about my podcast and it was just a really nice conversation nothing really specific happened that was so wonderful but he tells me about this divorce and suddenly he's a real person and even though I wasn't thinking that he was a creepy dude I was just thinking that he was there alone and maybe he's waiting for his friends or something but no he's he's alone and he's sad and he's going through a hard thing in life and he's just trying to like not be alone he doesn't want to be alone in his home he wants to be like surrounded by people even if they're not his people even if they're not his friends even if he's not really talking to them and so it was just really it was just a really like sweet moment and so my buddy Kevin leaves he goes wherever to the bathroom or he leaves the area and my friends come back in from smoking cigarettes and I was like you know Ash I just want to like tell you this and I don't want to lecture you I just want you to see this for a quick moment but like if you hadn't said to me I think that guy was creepy you would have just gone about the day thinking wow that brewery was was really fun but that guy was really creepy and five years from now somebody would have been like oh hey do you want to go to Long Island you'd be like yeah I would love Long Island but I don't want to go to Northport because I remember this bar was super creepy and so it just changes your perspective of the situation because you had this idea that this guy was being creepy even though he was just 
you know, he's he's lonely. So he's trying to connect with his son. He's trying to connect with people at the bar. And that's all any of us really want is to just just to connect. And so you let this story of people are creepy or people are bumping into me at the bar or people are sending text angrily to me or people are out to get me. And when you have this lens over things. And that that is not my friend in general. Love you, Ash. She's not generally a negative person, but specifically the way that a lot of times the way that women view men, and this is partly to do with, we talked about in the John Potts episode, keep your head up and move with a purpose. Before we learn that lesson as women, men are very creepy. And we learn young that we'll be taken advantage of and maybe sexually, emotionally, or physically abused if we let just anybody in. And, you know, maybe the situation would have been different if it wasn't like we were at the brewery on a Sunday day and I was completely sober. And maybe the situation would have been differently if it was like a Saturday night and the bar was a little bit more packed and so we were a little closer. Like maybe it would have been different. But the fact is we had a dog The guy looked over at us, looked at the dog, looked at us, took a picture of the dog. That's what actually happened. The version of it that my friend saw, and my friend and my cousin's roommate saw, was that guy's creepy. He looked over at us. He looked up and down at the girls, took a picture of the dog. He's being creepy. Now he's, like, lingering. And that's their version. And what actually happened is here's this guy alone in the bar. He looked at us. He looked at the dog, took a picture of the dog. That's what actually happened versus what we saw. And so I said after they came back in from smoking the cigarette, I told them what happened. I was like, yeah, this is my friend Kevin. I introduced him to everybody. I was like, he works in blah, 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 blah. He works at this school, blah, 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 blah. Really cool guy. And so he left or we left. I can't remember. And I said to my girlfriend, I don't want to lecture you. But I do want to, like, take this moment to stop and reflect on what just happened because my friend Kevin (laughs) is going through a divorce and he's really lonely and he just wants to connect with people and he's here by himself and he's probably getting that judgment everywhere he goes on this beautiful Sunday and everywhere that he goes when he's alone because probably all of his friends are married and he's maybe one of the only friends of his that's like going through a divorce that's alone his kids are grown so he can't just hang out with them at the drop of a hat like he's going through a hard time right now and probably when he goes out by himself he gets people who don't want to talk to him because they're like oh that guy's creepy and the reality of it is you're making it into a creepier situation than it actually was and we had a great day today and we all had a lot of fun But if you walk out of this bar thinking, wow, that guy was really creepy and he made me uncomfortable, then maybe a month from now you'll remember, oh, yeah, we had a really great time that Sunday. But maybe in six months or a year or five years or ten years, somebody will say, hey, do you want to go to Long Island with me? I'm taking a road trip. And you would say, yeah, I definitely want to go to Long Island, but I definitely don't want to go to Northport because there's a brewery there that I just remember being really, really creepy. And so your perspective changes your memories and then therefore changes your life because nothing about that guy was creepy. Nothing about that experience was creepy. But when you put a creepy lens over it, it turns into creepy. And it's the same thing with like any kind of negativity. When you believe that a person doesn't like you or a person talks a lot of shit about you or a person is jealous of you, whatever that 
belief is that you carry, you then put that veil over every single experience that you have with them or about them. And if you think that they don't like you, then every text that comes through from them, you read it in this voice because you're like, this person doesn't like me. So everything that they say is negative or this person talks a lot of shit. So then as soon as you hear anything about them, talking about you in any capacity, you put this like veil over it. And it's just this, this perspective. And so if you change the lens, if you wipe the smudge away off your glasses and you really consider what actually happened, what is the reality versus what is my story about what happened, you really give yourself an opportunity to experience the world more like what it probably actually is offering you. We just want to experience, we're really only capable of experiencing our experience as our experience. It's really hard for us to see the world in a different light. And so just taking notice of things that are maybe different from what we're perceiving them as and maybe taking a little bit more responsibility for the way that we choose to show up in the world and the way that we choose to let other people show up in the world can really change your perspective and it can really change your life. So my friend Ash texted me like a week or two after she left. I called my best friend and told her about the quote lesson at the bar because it wasn't that you were always talking about it, but that it really resonated with you. And I understood what you said and it resonated with me too. And I just thought that was really, like, really big of her to say that because it's really hard to hear a lesson. And I touch upon it in the episode, Nobody Fucking Wants Your Advice, because it's really hard to hear people give you advice. But I think that just accepting sometimes that maybe just because I've been doing things this way for so long, maybe just because I have been living this way for so long doesn't mean that I have to continue to live this way forever. And so we just, we have a lot more power over our experience and over our memory than we like to give ourselves credit for. And so I just want to leave you guys with that. The next time something happens and you believe it to be a super negative experience to just remove yourself for a moment, think about what actually happened. Think about the actual facts, not Well, she said that blah, 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 blah. But what she meant was blah, 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 blah. Because that's not what happened. That's what you think happened. All he did was look over at us, look at the dog, take a picture of the dog, and then turn away. Like, nothing else happened. So, love you guys. I'm going to leave you with that. If you haven't already made a review, shared this episode or any other episode with any of your friends or told somebody to follow, please do. I want to make the world a better place. And if anybody can name this song, please let me know because it's been in my head for like months and I can't think of the song. Let's make the world a better place. No, now I can't remember the song. All right. (laughs) I love you guys so much. If you haven't already given this podcast a review or a rating or told a friend or a family member about it, somebody that you think would benefit from it, please, please, please do share this. It would mean the world to me. I appreciate the fuck out of you guys. I love you all so much. I have a lot of really awesome ideas and I appreciate the support and the feedback and the love and the tags. I can't do this without you. I believe in us. Together, we can do this. I love you. See you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. 
For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find me on Instagram at Liz Without a Pillow. If you loved what you listened to or know somebody that would, please share it. Screenshot the episode in the podcast app, share it to your Instagram story, and tag me. If you'd like to lend your personal support, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be so grateful. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. See you then.